Welcome back to another episode of the Aim For You Ladies podcast, where we focus on self-acceptance, our mindset, and living our best life. I'm your host, Sophia Tuckett. Hello, pod goddesses, and welcome back to the Aim For You Ladies podcast. I am so thankful for each and every one of you who are joining me today and who have joined me over the last year and a half, almost-ish. We are hitting triple digits. We're moving into our 100th episode in less than three days. I have an exciting episode launching on the 21st of August, which is the bonus episode. So I hope all of you tune into it. And please leave me some feedback. I want to know what you think of the episode. I hope all is well with each and every one of you and your heart. How is your heart? How are you? I just want to take this time to check in with every one of you. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Base of excitement, gratitude, and just complete joy. Hitting 100 episodes is a milestone, and being able to do it on my own in the last 18 months is another, um, it's just one more thing for me to be celebrating, and really it's all because of you. So thank you. Thank you for showing up here week over week. Thank you for supporting the podcast with ratings and reviews every single one of them count and I know I say it over and over again but I truly am thankful for the feedback and the input so thank you ladies for being here week over week if you're not yet doing so follow me on instagram at aim for you consulting that's aim the number four letter u consulting and ladies if you have a friend or loved one who has been cheated on and is dealing with the emotional roller coaster of infidelity, take a moment and share the other side of infidelity, which is an ebook I created earlier this year. It will support them whether they stay or leave in the relationship. I currently have a few more spaces for one on one coaching available. So if you are looking for a coach, don't hesitate to hit the link in the show notes and book a call with me. I am one call away of a consulting session. In today's episode, I am sharing space with Brianne Burke. Brianne is the creator of The Confident Formula and the founder of The Confident Mindset Accelerator. She is an amazing woman. Today's show is delicious, impactful, and I hope you stick around to the end, pod goddesses. Brianne, thank you so much for joining me today. I want you to share with us a little bit about how you've leaned into your own self-trust to battle some of your internal struggles. Whoa, right off the bat. Okay. Leaned into my own self-trust. So I would say, first and foremost, I want to kind of preface like this whole concept around self-trust because something that I really focus in, in my own teachings and with clients is how to build self-sustainable confidence. And people, I don't believe really understand the true meaning of confidence, which we can definitely dive into, but in the root of how to actually go about that is building self-trust. So in regards to that, Something that will support you in building self-trust is really being able to identify your intuition and your gut feeling and being able to recognize that and lean into it. However, in result of the day that we live in because of social media and living in like a very overstimulated world at the moment, and probably it'll just be more so as we age, 
it is difficult to sometimes identify the difference between self trust in your intuition and then your anxiety, because sometimes your anxiety will come up, right? And it will feel like, oh, this is maybe my, my inner being telling me I shouldn't do this. But the thing is, it's become blurred along the, along the way. And that has actually removed people from being able to identify with their intuition and their gut feeling. And which will ultimately result in them kind of abandoning their own trust within themselves. So a tip that I can give like right off the bat in a way that you could better like support yourself in doing this is as you go about like making decisions every single day, because we obviously make a million decisions a day, a thing that you can do when you're trying to decide whether or not to do something is to ask yourself, would this feel easier or would this feel lighter if I didn't do it? And what I mean by that is if it feels easier, it's probably your anxiety telling you that like, eh, I want to stay in my comfort zone. Eh, I want to keep you safe. Eh, I don't want to go too far outside the norm. I want to take the path of least resistance. However, if it feels lighter, if it feels like a weight off your shoulders and it feels like you will be at ease and it just doesn't feel good inside, then it's probably your intuition. It is your gut telling you like, this isn't for you. This isn't the right time. And the more you actually lean into that and the more you allow yourself to connect to that, the stronger the trust in your intuition will become, which will ultimately contribute to your confidence. So that is something that everybody can do that's listening every single day on small decisions, medium, large, doesn't matter what they are, but that is a way to strengthen your own self-trust. Thank you for that. So let's, I really want to learn a little bit about you. Now with that example, how have you used your own self-trust in your life to gear you on the right direction in your personal life business? What can you share with us there? Yeah. Well, I think this has come up like many different ways in, in different circumstances throughout my life in like small situations and kind of how I've allowed my life to kind of unfold the way that it's supposed to. But one very pivotal moment in my life was, okay, to date, this is a tough fact, not for a lot, creating a long story short is my self-development journey started about seven years ago. I was in university. I wasn't very happy. I was going to a local university and I decided to study abroad. So that was like one one time that's like an example of where I leaned into that. The reason why I decided to study abroad, because I knew something like wasn't aligned and I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I needed to push limits. I've always been very, very ambitious and being raised in Niagara Falls, although most people in the world know where that is, it's actually quite a small town when you remove the tourism. I knew that I wanted something more, right? And a lot of people tuning into this podcast are predominantly people that are into self-development, you know, they want to know their purpose. They want to feel fulfilled. They want something more for themselves. So this is something that came up for me when I was in late teens, like early twenties, when I was in university. So I decided to study abroad, which was in Sweden. And from there, not knowing a single person 
in the country, let alone the continent, I started to realize like how resilient and how capable and things I was. So that was probably like the first pivotal moment. And there was probably about three in total for the last like seven years that really stick out. But that was the first one where I started to ignite that fire and really lean into that like intuitional nudge. And the more I do that, the more it leads me down a path of a place that I really feel fulfilled and connected to myself and eager and excited and like hungry about life. A lot of highs and a lot of very low lows, but it's been a very wild, great ride. Well, that was great. Thank you for sharing that. So when you think about your intuition, a lot of people will feel it like right in their chest or maybe it's a gut type feeling. How is it for you? And what have you heard for, from some of your clients? I would say it's almost 90% of the time in the gut. Like it's like a whole body. If it's like a hell yes, if it's not a hell yes, it's like a hell no. You know what I mean? Like a gut punch, which can oftentimes lead to the uncertainty where our mind kind of takes over, which will then make like the tightening of the chest. But the initial feeling is always in the gut. And that is for the most part what I hear. It's funny that you say that because I feel it in my chest, like around my heart, like that, I don't know, solar, is that what they call it? The solar plex area. Yeah, your solar plex. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it right in my chest. Like I had a a message today, a text message and, I, and right away I felt it in my chest. Like, hell no, it's not happening. This is not a good idea. I always feel it there. That's funny. Yeah. It obviously differs for different people, but the best part about it is identifying that and understanding the feeling. And then it's like, it's noticeable when it comes through, right? Like, you know, what's happening. Yes, I agree. So with leaning into your self-trust and really planning and setting goals and what your deepest desires are, what advice can you give us to, to recognize the difference. Like you said, sometimes it's the anxiety and sometimes it's just the fear, but how do we begin? Like where, where can you start? Yeah. And connecting to that. I think the first step is really putting a magnifying glass on the blueprint of your life. And this is something that I teach in my program CMA and really establishing like confidence and self-trust, right? A lot of times we think of like all these things that we need to add to our life, whether it's tangible things or like new habits or new like modalities and skill sets. But the before you go ahead and do that, the first step is to actually clear a lot out, clear a lot out, let go of what is no longer serving you so you can actually create space for what you want to attract into your life. You know what I mean? So it's interesting because people show up and they'll be eager and excited and want to do the work, but it's like, okay, that requires you to actually kind of deep dive and look into your past and to understand where you're spending your time, your money, your energy in ways that do not serve you. That's keeping you in this cycle. So in order to move forward, you kind of got to take a step back and reflect back to remove that energetically. So I would say that's like the place that you want to start and understand that it doesn't need to be extreme. That's the thing. When I feel like people maybe enter the self-development space, it can be very overwhelming. And then it can also be, I need to do all of the things. And 
it ends up being like a little bit of a crutch or a little bit of a to-do list and you need to be a certain way. And it's all about slowly expanding your comfort zone, like one day at a time. What I am open-minded to now is so unbelievably different than what I was open to seven years ago. Seven years ago, it was me, my journal. I would go to a yoga practice. That was good for me. You know, I'm in a very different space now in what I need and what I like and what I don't like. So that's another thing is really trial and error and understanding what feels good and what's good for you and what's not. Just because it's good for you doesn't mean that it has to feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, you don't have to do it. You know what I mean? There's not a certain way to go about things, but I know for a fact in order to get the changes and the results that you desire, what you need to do is first create space for that to happen. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. What do you think people get wrong about their intuition? Is ultimately allowing their anxiety and emotions to be blurred in that and allow that to run your show. That is what I think a big thing is with trying to understand your intuition. Like if you don't feel very naturally intuitive, but your emotions come on very, very strong and you aren't necessarily in a place where you've regulated your emotions a lot, but from a logical perspective, you understand, right? It's like in your mind, you're like, okay, I know what's right and wrong in this circumstance. And these are the emotions that I'm feeling. So I'm acting on those emotions. Although emotions are a massive component of our own like human experience and they very much need to be felt and processed they also are meant to be or needed to be in the passenger seat of your life. You can't allow those to run your show and anxiety very much lives in there. And until you're able to regulate that, it gets very confused with your intuition. Yeah. So one of the things with this podcast, we focus on self-acceptance and mindset. I'm just curious, you know, with you, what do you lean into to move away from self-judgment? What do I lean into to move away? Uh, That's a really good question. I've never been asked anything like that before. I always lean away from what doesn't feel good. Now, this wasn't always the case. This is something that I would say, particularly in the last year and a half, because naturally, although I'm a very empathic person and I've really come to a place of accepting my sensitivity and my vulnerability as like a superpower, which took me a long time to get to. That also goes hand in hand with me being naturally very adaptable to my masculine energy. Like I can go, go, go crush a to-do list, do all those things. But that would sometimes lead me in a direction of doing things that don't feel good just because I have to do them or I'm expected to do them. That's even worse when I'm expected to do them So that's what I do, but I don't end up feeling good at the end of it. So the way that I lean away is literally only leaning into what feels good. And that changes, that changes on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, seasonally. I I very much live my life in seasons of understanding that some seasons I'm a student, sometimes I'm a master, sometimes it's super chaotic. And sometimes it's a little bit more routine and chill. And the more I do that, the more digestible I find my life is. And I don't hold myself to like this expected timeline of my milestones, right? What's like society kind of embeds in our minds. Yes. 
I really just lean into what feels good in that moment. So when you're sitting there with your journal and you're thinking, oh, I could have, should have done this, but did it because I didn't feel, quote, right? Feel like it. How do you step away from that judgment side that's pushing you into, well, you didn't do it because you didn't this and this and this. Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you battling your inner critic in those times? I really have just come to a place of asking myself what I need in that moment. And also I intentionally look for patterns in my life, which has been very helpful. So an example of this is I honestly would journal every single day, every single day, starting like several years ago, a big journaler. And during COVID, like my morning routine was like a two hour routine. And I would journal for like 40 minutes and it would oftentimes be like a massive brain dump. Okay. And this is because I'm naturally a big overthinker. I think a lot of us are. So in mostly that would be focused on the past, I would say more so focusing on the past. And as of late, I would say in the last eight to 10 months, journaling always felt really, really good to me. There's something very special about a pen hitting a paper and emptying your mind. However, I have noticed this has changed for me because it turned into almost a bit of a crutch in a way that I noticed that I was in a way trying to control how I was feeling about particular circumstances because I noticed patterns of things I was writing about, emotions that were coming up, situations, circumstances, and telling myself, I've worked through this. Let's revisit this. I need to write this down because this thought popped into my mind. So it's really interesting how we all we, we think like a crazy percentage, like 80% or 70 to 80% of our thoughts are repeated day over day over day. We think about right. the same things. And I think me journaling about that was contributing to that. Oh, so okay. Was contributing to that. And it was just like something I slowly realized over time. I do not journal half as much as I did before. And I only journal when it feels really, really good. Again, asking myself the simple question, what would feel really good today? Like the last two days, for example, I worked out in the morning and then I went for a long walk, grabbed a coffee, listened to a podcast today. I was, I went for a workout. I was a bit more tired. I'm like, I don't feel like going for a long walk. I'm going to sit in my backyard. It doesn't need to be set in stone. It doesn't need to be black and white, but really allowing yourself the grace and space to ask yourself what would feel good right now is enough. And I've noticed that like guilt or expectation around that has very slowly dissipated. Like I rarely have that come up anymore. Good for you. Because I find that when I journal, it's typically like maybe 10 or 15% is about the past, but more about the actions I'm taking moving forward and how it's going to look and how do I imagine it in that space, right? So good for you to recognize that. Brianne, what adjective that starts with the first letter of your name describes you best? Uh, that's also a really good question. Adjective that, so okay, so we're going with B, obviously. I hope so. <laughs> I would say um, uh 
I honestly am struggling with this. You're killing me right now. I can't. I initially came up with the word brilliant. That was the first thing that popped into my head. Let's stick with that. Okay. Okay. And it's so funny because I was just on a podcast interview yesterday and we were talking about like this, um, our childhood and like our biggest insecurity. And one of my biggest insecurities growing up was like my intelligence it was like a big thing that I held on to because my parents held me back in grade two. And it was something that like always came up throughout my life. And I lied about it to everyone for like ever. Oh, and yeah. In my past, I was with someone for seven years. Like, and I never told them, like, I just, I honestly never, it was a big insecurity of mine, whether people think that's a big deal, a little deal, whatever it is. So it's so funny. You asked me that. And I immediately thought brilliant, but I, like, I hesitated saying it, but in a way I do feel like I'm brilliant in my own little bubble, not the smartest in the room, not trying to be not an expert in everything, but I feel like I'm brilliant in the sense of like really living my life the way I want. Yeah, absolutely. And to add to that, I was held back in grade two also. What? Yeah. And I understand the insecurities around that feeling of like, oh, am I not smart enough? Oh, can I? Will I, all of the things that come with it. For example, I'm going back to school in September and I'm like, <laughs> like oh. how am I going to do with my kids, my family, my podcast, my this, my that. Like the baggage is so much heavier compared to being in like going to college or, you know, right after high school. I can't believe it. I've never met someone that was also held back in grade two, like ever. Really? No, no. That's I bizarre. I, because I, always- I feel like back in the day that's what they did no one fails the kids don't fail anymore they're just kind of pushing them through pushing them through yes I do know that now because I have a lot of friends that are teachers um and so that's like not a thing but when I was younger like I don't ever remember that being a thing and the reason why I could lie about it was because my birthday's in December so I Ah. would always be able to say my parents just put me in school a year late So, but it always came up because I played on a lot of sports teams and things. So I felt like it was constantly in question because it's like, oh, technically, like I remember being halfway through a season, like being pulled from like the midgets to the minors or whatever, because they're like, we found out that your birthday is actually this date. And I like had to leave my team. And it was just like, it was always a thing. And I think because I I held on to it, like it was a big deal. So like anything, our lovely subconscious mind, we love to look for proof of evidence, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's like every time it came up, it was evidence to me that it was always an issue. And it was always like a contribution to my own identity of like how I was held back because I wasn't smart enough. That is just so funny. I think it's crazy though, that you were with someone for seven years and you like to me it's so small I think I've worked through it and I think it has a lot to do with like that inner child that connection of that inner child who was like oh I'm I'm stupid like I'm this I'm that right the judgment side and you're a kid you don't really understand it and then if your parents are not speaking on it but it's bizarre that you never spoke about it at all your partner for seven years it's like what are you really talking about if you haven't even told him that basic thing I'm sorry I know isn't that it's it wasn't basic to me though it was a huge deal and yeah and to me (laughs) it's so true and even the partner that I'm with now hilarious it took me about three years to tell him and are you kidding me no and then I, I I brought him down to like 
we were in Port Lucie and I had like a cute picnic and I told him and I started crying and he started like giggling. He's like, cause he's like, what's happening here? He's like, breathe. <laughs> like, I can't believe like you egotistical pride driven, all these things. But this goes hand in hand with like who yeah. I am today because I indefinitely a very sensitive, empathic person. But again, I have this like very masculine energy that I can like easily tap into. I grew up in a very masculine household, two older brothers. And like, to me, I just felt like that was like a weakness or a flaw. So I noticed growing up, like I very much tried to always overcompensate, like always had to be on student council, like always had to do all these things. Like I always had to overcompensate. Like I added so much meaning to it. Obviously the whole act of actually staying back is not a big deal, but it was a big contributor in the year year over year, I obviously just strengthened that neural pathway. I strengthened that belief, which made it that much harder to break. Fast forward, I'm 31. And I've now like him sharing this, like just, just a few years ago. And it's like, I'm a completely different person that is, am so empowered in that, but it was a really big deal to me. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Like I, I can resonate with you. I would say until like maybe mid, yeah, maybe early mid twenties. It was definitely a thing for me. I always felt like I'd question myself. Oh, I'm spelling this wrong. No, Sophia, you just need to slow down, proofread, take a moment, you know, like stop the foolishness. Um, That's awesome. So brilliant is the word. And now yeah, we know we, why. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love how much I hesitated on it too. I was like, I can't say brilliant. What the hell? And so I know, I'm like, I'm like no. are she going to speak yet? <laughs> hilarious spit it out because usually it's like something comes to mind quickly you know that was the only thing that came to mind literally I was like now I can't I'm like now I can't think of another word I was like that's all that was that's what I was thinking so let's go back to your morning ritual what does it consist of now now good I have a good morning ritual that I'm really really vibing with started just under a month ago okay I was traveling quite a bit um in the first half of this year and this summer I'm not So it's really nice to just be home and be able to have my own schedule. So I wake up and then I have my hot lemon water (laughs) and I usually like sit outside if it's nice enough. And then what I do is I then make usually a tea and then I come upstairs and I sit in front of my infrared red light for seven minutes. And then I do a quantum leap meditation while sitting in front of the light. And then I go to work out at 930. So it's actually, it's actually pretty turnkey, like nothing crazy. It's really, really nice. And then I come back and based on how I'm feeling when I come back is like when I kind of start my work ish day, never do I take calls before like 11 or anything like that. Okay. So let's go back. You said you sit in front of a red light. What is this? An infrared red light. What is this? You you don't know what that, oh, you should look into red, red light therapy, man. Tell me more. I mean, the, I'm I'm not, I can't be the only person. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not an expert at all. I so have why one do you do it <laughs> because I did my research. I'm not an expert in it, but I did lots of research. It's been on my list for about a year of something I want to buy. Okay. Um, there's a lot of red light that you can purchase, but, but make sure to do your research. And from my understanding, it's better to invest in a a, a higher quality one, which is usually pricier. Okay. But because they give off EMFs, if you get like a crappy one, 
meaning okay. like radiation. So it kind of defeats the purpose of it. So ultimately red light therapy is amazing for your nervous system. It can help a ton with like anxiety. It's amazing for like tissue building. If you have any type of injuries, um, you, I recommend everybody to look up red light therapy. So I just honestly bought my red light, like two months ago, it's E M R hyphen T E K. I actually have okay. a discount code. If anyone is interested, I can <laughs> give it to you. Um, I got it from the States, okay. but yeah. So that's kind of been a part of my routine. And while I'm sitting in front of that, I do my quantum leap meditation and it goes very nice hand in hand. So with the red light therapy, I'm not done with that yet. Um, I just want to learn more. So is it a full, it's not a full body. Is it good for your skin? Like, what are we doing? Great for your it's skin. Just a, it's it's like, just a thing that beams on your face. Give me no, more details. Like, okay. So it's a, bo- it's like a box. Okay. Um, it's, I don't know the measurement. It's like a little bit bigger than a 10 by 10 picture frame. Like picture that for okay. sizing. Yeah. And it is like, yeah, it has, re- it's really bright. It's really bright and it has light bulbs around it. And it's like red light that comes out of it. And it's literally called red light therapy. I've never heard of it. So when you said it and you said it so fast, I had to stop you because it's new to me. Yeah. Look it up. See if it uh, is something that feel good, but I've been wanting one for a while, like um, quite a while. They're pretty pricey, but I'm really, really happy with it. Okay. I'm going to just put you through a rapid fire and I want you to answer whatever comes to mind. No hesitation. Okay. Okay. I won't hesitate. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Self-acceptance is love. How so? Oh, I have to like explain in depth. Okay. Well, I've never, so just like, give me some more there. Cause I haven't heard anyone say that yet. Self-acceptance is love, love with yourself being loved, being open to being loved, being open to loving other people. Self-acceptance is truly accepting who you are, the messy, the raw, the real, the good, the bad, the ugly, and still choosing to lead with love at the end of that. Mm. What makes you feel beautiful, Brianne? What makes me feel beautiful? When I dance around by myself, actually. I love a good solo dance party. I feel very beautiful when I'm doing that. What kind of music are you listening to? Um, it really varies. Like I'm talking like I could be be bopping around to country, but then I can get like into some dirty rap. Like it's really <laughs> in the mood. Okay. Yeah. The mood that I'm in. Okay. Yeah. And if your life were a chapter book, what chapter are you in now? Oh, chapter six. Oh, how come? Six is my favorite number. That's kind of what came to mind. And I just feel like I'm at the the beginning. Like I've done some work. I've felt some things. I've hit real lows and I've come out the other side. I have a clear vision of where I'm going, but it just also feels like the beginning, you know? Okay. So you're still on your journey. I'm grateful every day that I get to wake up by my partner. Good answer. Before we go, are you able to just drop us some motivation, wisdom, a nice quote, anything. Oh, geez. Absolutely. So wherever you are at in your journey, this is something that's really been coming up for me. Like whether you're single, you're in a relationship, you're in a career change, you want a career change, you want to start your own business, no matter where you are, no matter what age you're at, I 
think that you should be creating your own milestones, celebrating every little win that you could possibly celebrate and stop comparing yourself to the societal timeline that is so heavily implemented into us. Because the moment you actually turn inward and focus on yourself and go two feet in on you, things will start to unfold in a way and opportunities will arise and doors will open in a way that you can't even imagine. I think there is so much beauty in the rebirthing journey when you go through a massive shift, a massive change, which ultimately just sets you up for success and to be stronger, to really handle life's curveballs and ride the wild, wild wave that life gives us. So trust yourself, turn inward, and you're stronger than you think. Nice. Thank you. I'm really grateful you stopped in and shared your time with me. Amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Thank you for sticking around to the end. If today's show meant something to you, it would mean a lot to me if you would be willing to take 30 seconds to do all of these things. First, can you please follow and subscribe to the Aim For You Ladies podcast? Following the show helps you to never miss an episode. To do this, go to the Aim For You Ladies show page on Apple Podcasts. On the top right-hand side, you hit the plus button and you are following. If you're tuning in on Spotify, Hit the bell sign right under the logo so you never miss an episode. While you're there, take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review the show. Also, share today's show with a loved one or even on your Instagram stories and tag me in it at aim for You Consulting. That's AIM, the number four, letter U, Consulting. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Until next week, ladies, continue to aim for you and be well.